Ladies and gents, welcome to Next Level Radio. I am your host, Colby Wartman, and our mission is to tackle the biggest questions in strength and conditioning, business, investing, and everything in between. We bring to you the best people in every sector so that you, the listener, can benefit and learn from the best in the biz. Whether that is S&C or business, you can rest assured you're getting the best knowledge available. Having trained athletes for many, many years, we have tried every treadmill known to man. You name it, we've tried it. With these treadmills, there's always been a disconnect, something missing for our athletic performance, something that just does not correlate to athletic success on the field until we tried our Trueform runners. Trueform for over 10 years has been elevating the performance of pro athletes, college athletes, recreational runners, and everyday athletes alike. You can check out Trueform treadmills at trueformrunner.com, and we thank Trueform for being an exclusive sponsor of Next Level Radio. All right, it's time we all grow up a little bit. Ditch the pre-workout. It's not 2007 anymore, and it's nothing like jacked 3D. Ditch the shaker. You're not four years old, and you don't need a bottle anymore. And get yourself the best dippable pre-workout on the market. Each pouch is patriotically packed with 300 milligrams of caffeine and vitamins because shaker bottles suck. Send It Sups is the -the on-the-go solution for athletes, LEOs, firefighters, door kickers, and everybody in between. Head over to SendItSups.com to get the best dippable pre-workout on the market And we thank Send It Sups for being a sponsor of Next Level Radio. Next Level Radio continues to grow because of our listeners and our sponsors. Today we present you, Fat Fish Brewing, the official beer of Next Level Radio. Whether you're looking for a night out with family or smashing the best craft beers in the area, you will find it all at Fat Fish Brewing. Check out Fat Fish on Village Street in Dickinson or check them out on their website at fatfishbrewing.com. Life has an amazing way of coming full circle and bringing to you the people that you need in your life at that time. As a young whippersnapper, four monsters deep, just excited to tackle the day, I'm headed to my first strength and conditioning conference and I hear about a company called Team Builder. Multiple coaches with experience with TeamBuilder and other platforms said the exact same thing. They said that you can get very similar products across different platforms. However, the thing that truly sets aside TeamBuilder and puts their product above anybody else's is their true and genuine customer service. As a customer for many years, both at the university setting and the private facility, I can tell you, Team Builder's customer service is absolutely second to none. Late night emails, programming issues, emergencies on my end are all resolved very, very quickly. So join the thousands of universities and private facilities that use Team Builder to elevate their businesses by going to teambuilder.com, click start my free trial and use code NLT at checkout. Our next sponsor, Nutridyne, a medical supplement company aimed at enhancing performance and addressing the underlying issues of disease. You will be hard-pressed to find the quality that you'll find at Nutridyne. 
listeners of this podcast get 20% off all supplements. Just go to at coach underscore Wartman and click the Nutridyne link in our bio. Keep up with us on Instagram at coach underscore Wartman on our website, nl-training.com or keep up with us on the next episode of Next Level Radio. Now sit back, relax, and take in the mind-melting knowledge of this episode. Ladies and gents, welcome to Next Level Radio. We are hot, heavy, and live today with a repeat offender. And uh, something that the cool thing about having repeat offenders is it shows you the diversity that they can talk about at a very high level. Um, uh, and it, it's really cool because this one's going to be a complete 180 from where we were at last time. Yep. Um, and so I'm just going to have you introduce yourself and we will take it from there and kind of get into the weeds. Sweet. Jerry Stravia, Dickinson, North Dakota. Uh, child of God, uh, husband to... Beautiful Rebecca, father to four awesome kids, and uh, pastor and wrestling coach. Mm-hmm. The plate is full. The plate, yeah. The plate is full. Yeah, man. I'm hungry. The, the last time we talked, it was uh, I was doing my series on um, yeah. people that have gone through the military and had good, bad, indifferent, um, pretty much just experiences in that side of the world. Um, for people that I've talked to, and I've probably said this a hundred times on here, but, uh, um, I had a fork in my life and it was mm-hmm. either college football or the military. And so I have like a deep rooted, um, passion and, uh, I, I, it's, it's almost an envy at some points for people that have done that at a high level. And so that's where we were at then. Um, and a lot of things have changed since the last time we were on. It's really cool to see this transition and where we can go, but um, I was, I was thinking about a topic and I was thinking about something that we could wrap on. And, uh, since the last time that we chatted, I had my first child, yeah. I am now a father and can, um, talk to some things of that. And it's been, it's been the best thing that I could ever think of. But when I think of a strong person, somebody that, uh, leads by example, that, uh, has walked the walk, talked the talk, done the thing, I think of you. And I think of, I think of a lot of different, a lot of different aspects about you and how you carry yourself. And so, um, yeah, man, we're just going to wrap about, uh, that, uh, how you've transitioned as a father. How, how has it, uh, come from very, this is, uh, uh, maybe a better word, but we always have this selfish outlook on ourselves before we get married and a selfish outlook before we have kids. And so how has your life transitioned as you become a father too? Oh man. <laughs> well, yeah, <clears throat> it's still transitioning. Yep. I like to think, um, every day, man, the big thing, uh, that right now, I guess I would just say is I'm trying to find, uh, the best ways not to saturate myself, my kids or my wife, uh, in any shame, like we've outlawed shame and it's, it's shame's an interesting thing. But by that, I mean the selfish thing. Yeah, that stays uh, if we don't learn against it. And then also we're a default of what we've been brought. I think the biggest thing that I want to do, and, and it allows grace for your parents too, good, bad, otherwise, is I think that the success as far as generational parenting is I want, to, I want my kids to outdo me. Mm-hmm. And... I, I think that's what success looks like is outdoing the next generation. There's plenty of things where when you look back, you could see, man, 
my parents really hurt me emotionally, spiritually, or physically. Mine didn't hurt me physically. They were, I had good parents, but you know, you got things too. Yep. Uh, and then, or even, you know, when you look at, I know I just did a funeral for, uh, where the kids parents were rough, but when you look at it, they know that they were better than their parents. Mm-hmm. And so the whole idea is trying to generationally do a little better job. So, um, man, the outlook of <clears throat> still combating, you don't, you know, you know me, if you've, if we've talked about this, I do not submit to like this wretchedness idea that we're evil, terrible people. I think we're, uh, I, I just trust, uh, my father that I am who he says he says I am because he is who he says he is. So that, uh, that I'm created in his image and I'm good. And, uh, we come to a fork where we can either take that identity or listen to the lies of the enemy. And so I think it's important to, uh, when I remember who he says I am, that we don't want to take this idea of I'm worthless. And so I've got to put my worth aside because I'm a terrible person and, mm-hmm. and guard that. But also like not self-inflate ourselves that I'm the only one important. I think of Ephesians, how important it is when Paul talks about quite a bit, the roles in marriage. And mm-hmm. sometimes we could get so bent down. This is, I don't want to start right out of the gate, but don't go know, for it. Women submit to your husbands. And that's taken so out of context. Um, we forget it's a beautiful verse, but, but it's been used to, uh, to demean women a lot. And it's also been used to, uh, scapegoat on the men, and we forget the next verse after the comma where it says, and men, husbands, yep. uh, sacrifice for your wives, for your families, just as Christ did the church, so much as so dying for her. And so we got to look at what is this sacrificial life, and I don't think it has to be wretched, but what it has to do is, okay, I'm learning what does this mean to really sacrifice? Mm-hmm. And I don't think it has to be a negative, terrible, always miserable thing. Uh, but it does take some, some, some intentional uh, planning. I think so many of us have these ideas, but we just go by the day by the seat of our pants. Yeah. And I think it's so important to realize what do we want mm-hmm. out of our marriage? What do we want out of our relationship with our kids? And that's been a journey for my wife and I, where I am not at all where I started out. Yeah. Um, but not exactly where you want to be. Either. And not where we're going to go. Mm-hmm. I was just watching, it's funny that you that you bring that up about uh, submitting to your husbands. And then um, I, was, I was watching this video and this, this, this they call themselves Christian influencers and they're, uh, I mean, very... Um, Bible-driven marriage, uh, as you could say, a faith-driven marriage, and they had got a lot of flack for talking about submission to your husband and um, a sacrificial life from the husband to the wife, and they have got just, for lack of a better term, crucified for it, mm-hmm. and um, they they keep on just uh, showing what they mean by that, but in our culture today, the, the word submit has been very skewed and you talked about it is skewed towards the wife or skewed towards the husband, but it's also just been a way to, um, isolate 
the Christian way of life too. Mm. They're basing everything off of that principle or another principle of, Hey, we uh, don't have multiple wives or whatever it is. And they look at one sentence of our entirety of our faith and they completely throw it out the window. And, um, a big thing I was, I was watching this separate video the same day, about five minutes later. And it was talking about the, the season of life that I'm in and you've been there and your kids are now starting to get older and older. And I'm in the season of life. And this, this, uh, this Christian influencer was talking about it. And he's like, you're just trying to survive from today mm. to tomorrow. And for us, it's one kid, but it's, it flipped our whole lives upside yeah. down, you know? And so we've been caught in this, uh, minutia of just survive to the next day where it's work, feed the kids, change the kids, feed the kids bed. And you, you don't have time with your wife. You don't yeah, have time. Right. Oh man. It's been a super, it's been a super, uh, hard thing to learn. And you like, just, you have to try to break up that, uh, that time and spend, spend time with your, your wife, but spend time with your wife and Jesus at the same time. Mm. And it's super, super hard for us. Um, but it's something that again, we're not where we started, but we're not where we want to finish. You know, that's been for me, the fatherhood thing. That's been the hardest thing is the survival pace that you've gone through. And then for me, because you are the same way, um, mm -hmm. wrestling coach, yeah. um, doing your things outside of that, maybe podcast, maybe all that stuff. And then, um, running a church, running a family, I, we were talking about it off air, but my biggest struggle is that survival mode. And then my hands down biggest struggle where I broke down, Jerry, I didn't, uh, I've never felt like that. I've never felt anxiousness in my mm. life before. And it crushed me. Um, this was just a couple months ago. Exactly. And it crushed me to the point where I was like, uh, yeah. at wit's end. Oh, and so I called, I called my wife and I, she was at work. She was working nights. So I'm with Ridge 24 seven for four days straight. And what was hard for me, Jerry, was setting this down Come physically Come and on. emotionally, setting it down, setting my business aside, because what I, I get true joy, and it's a positive or negative, but I get true intense joy from what I do, yeah, and I'm sure on. you do with wrestling, and I'm sure you do with preaching, and so for me, I had to, I had to rewire my thinking to where... Um, I was using that work as an excuse to fill myself with joy when I have all the joy I want mm. sitting right in front of me, staring at me, wanting my attention. And, um, that's something I struggle with, man, just being present and sitting there and doing that. I don't know if you ever went through that, but Ugh. setting everything down super hard for me. Yeah. And it's, it's, I mean, it's like a yes and then a yes and then a yes. Cause I tell you, it's been phases like, you know, we could talk about for days the difference of how grace-filled and loving my wife is as I've tried to figure this out and this and that. And, you know, I'm a, I'm a serial, I don't know if you'd say entrepreneur, but always, you know, I'm a... The next thing. Yeah, I'm a starter. I'm a next thing guy. And, and so we're learning strengths and, and weaknesses and how we complement each other and this and that. But you know, my, I, my spiritual father always says like, <clears throat> I was made to go a thousand miles an hour and I'm yep. pretty efficient at running that fast. Um, but then when I need a break, I need a break and I kind of completely fall apart. Yep. I'm the same way. <laughs> yeah. I, I figured you would be in my wife. She's more of like an eight miles an hour gal. Yep. Running and, the marathon. Yeah. And so, uh, she, 
really reins me in and I, I pull her yeah. out of her comfort zone. But if I'm not careful, I can look back and she's just being dragged, taking sand in and spitting it out and yes. just bumping and getting bruised. And I don't even realize because I'm used to pulling a parachute and just rocking. And so uh, she's, she's, she's awesome. And we're learning how to do life together. You know, when you start marriage, this is something we're trying to do a better job of really. This is why I'm so big on you know, however you feel about the church and marriage or whatever, our experience, the way we were raised, like you go through it, you get the checks and balances, you get the okay from the priest or the pastor, and then you move forward. We're trying to do something different, not saying that that's wrong, but we had seen how that went through. We went through uh, the tests and we got the okay and we got married, but we didn't have anybody walk through us with this stuff that are going to come up. Yeah. One of the things I know we're talking about parenting, but one thing I found with uh, my life, my marriage, my parenting, and then also uh, just through counseling others through it, walking walk in, in relationship with others, is the analogy I've come to use is that we all come to the marriage bed, just saying, <clears throat> and we bring our suitcase full of stuff. And the more before we get married, as we meet in the middle and we come out and we say, hey, you know what, this is my suitcase, I'm bringing this. Yep. I've got this, and we lay it all out. That's what we try to do in pre-counseling. Uh, is we talk about, you know, what was your upbringing around? What are your belief systems? What was your family? What's this around money? Around sex? Yeah. Around this? Around duties? Around gen gender duties? Around this and that? Around savings? What are your dreams? What are your aspirations? What ha- What was your relationship with your father? Your mother? You know, those are things that sometimes we can kind of roll our eyes around, but not that they're make it or break it. Although if it's not going to work, it is better to understand. Yes, yes. But how to start working through this stuff and that we each have value when we bring things and we want to have power in the relationship. We don't want to have a victim or an enabler mentality and and understand what makes us who we are before we come in. Because oftentimes what my wife and I did and what we see more often than not now in today's society is we bring, (laughs) we take a few things out of our suitcase don't then show we the rest. shove it into the closet. Then seven, eight, 10, 15 years, little fines are coming and our spouse comes and says, what in the, is this? Yep. And, uh, and then guess what instantly gets brought into the scenario? I think it's the, it's, it's shame, man. Shame was never intended of us. It's not of God. And yep. it is, it will eat us up. And so shame, uh, shame and unforgiveness are, Two terrible things. Unforgiveness, the best way I've ever heard it put is, uh, you know, it's like taking, it's like taking poison, expecting the other person to die. Mm. Um, and shame is just taking poison because I think that I deserve to eat poison. Yep. So in that man, uh, although you could do it, we're learning to do that as we go. And it comes with creating safety um, yeah. relationships are key. That's why I think what we're trying to do, um, in discipleship is that, man, this thing is a relationship, uh, find spiritual fathers, mothers that are a little farther along. Yep. Um, we do the same thing with wrestling. We do the same thing with podcasting. If I want to be the best business books, yeah, everything, if I want to be the best underwater basket weaver, I find my underwater basket weaver mm-hmm. hero and write him an email and say, Hey, can I have 20 minute zoom call with yeah. you and pick your brain. You know, we do that, but then 
you know, why aren't we doing that in the church? You know, uh, finding fathers, husbands, um, that are a little farther along that you can just sit with and talk. I think it's a we vulnerable spot. That. It's a vulnerable place. There's like people probably attach shame to it. Like, um, that your ego is attached to where I don't want to reach out for help with that. You know, like I'm a man, I should be able to run my marriage. I should be able to do these things where that's the complete and utter opposite of how it should be. Yeah. Um, and I think I, now that I think about it, I didn't even think about this portion because we we're talking about being parents and fathers and husbands. And I think it's all intertwined, as you said, like it's just this, it's this path to where we're at today. But you talked about like jumping through the hoops in the church, getting married through the church and like the pre marriage counseling. And you do a lot of that for a lot of people. I on the outside was just a, uh, a connoisseur of it. I, I just, I, I had to go through it myself with mm. my marriage and like one thing they, they talked about like, what's your, what, what's your thoughts on discipline with kids? Yeah. What's your thought on all this stuff? One thing that they did not go over and you just mentioned it was, um, like true, utter dreams and aspirations. And you talked about just now carrying the parachute and sometimes it turns out to be carrying the wife yeah. and just dragging them along. Um, <laughs> the same exact thing, man. And my wife and I did, and uh, we did this two years ago. Actually, coming up on three years ago, we're sitting at Blue 42 and this mm. helps so much. Uh, great burgers, great place. Yeah, they do. <laughs> I'm disappointed they discontinued the... Uh, Avocados, though. If I could I put a plug out there, LaFour, anybody listening, yep. you should bring those ding things. 150%. Uh, we were sitting there, and I, I had come across an exercise, and it's a cool exercise that can bring in faith and can bring in your marriage and kids and everything in one fell swoop, and it's the perfect day formula. Yeah, it, it was the book that I read, and Okay, so I that's a it, book? It is. Okay. The perfect day formula. The guy's name is a weird name, but... I'll, I'll send it to you after we're done here and put it in the show notes. But the perfect day formula boiled down through this book. That's not a very long book, but it all comes down to this one exercise. And this one exercise, I made my own. I made it for my wife and I, and it was an online type form. But at that point, it was just a pen and paper. We just ate our burger, had our beer, and we just wrote this down. And it goes through everything you could think of, Jerry. What are the smells on your perfect day? What are you eating? Yes. Who are you spending it with? When are you praying? When are you sleeping? Everything, this, all four senses and everything in that day. Come on. And it gets you to that perfect day. And what we use it as is to have better alignment because her and I have a beautiful, wonderful marriage, but the one disconnect where the negative and the positive wire are not on the right junction is um, where we wanted to end up. Right? Yeah. You know, we, we wanted yeah, to end up together, yes. but our perfect days were a little bit different. And so we wrote it down and it was like, hers was like a cabin in the mountains, um, hanging out with the grandkids, drinking coffee and not worrying about some of the normal worries in life, money, all that. And so mine was the same concept, but what this perfect day did is we posted it on our fridge and now, as I've got into real estate, since we've talked now, I've, I, I've acquired a couple more properties in 18 months and Come we've on. been doing all that. And it's so cool because before it was, honey, let's, let's start putting this pot together so we can buy the next property and do this and do this and do this. And it was reluctance. And it was, that's not my, that's not my goal. That's your mm. goal. And we're not coming together. We did that perfect day formula. And anytime we have a big expense, a big decision, a vacation, a decision with our kids, we literally look at each other and we say, does this decision get us closer 
to our perfect Come day. Come on. If it, if it does, the answer is easy. Do it. That's so good. It helped with my linear brain so <laughs> yes. much because I have such a linear black Woo. and white yes or no brain. And man, it was really cool because it was like, when are you praying? Are you guys praying together? Are you praying oh, separately? Spirits all over that, man. It was cool. That is so cool. It was super cool. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll send it. I, yeah. I made my own and it's just a document. And uh, it really was really cool because it got us in alignment on the things that we didn't talk about in our pre-marriage counseling. So good. And it was like that. And we we're like, she, she, then she knows where I'm coming from and she understands like, I'm not just throwing 30 grand at a house to, to Come do on. it. I'm doing it because it's trying to take one little step yep. towards her perfect day and mine. It was so cool, man. Um, I, I recommend it for everybody. Man, I, you know, for us, when we went through the, we have this reoccurring conversation, um, around there had been, and man, my wife is so awesome and she teaches me so much. We've learned. We're lucky. Oh yeah. <laughs> we've, we've learned. Here's, here's how that conversation typically would go. And, and we're learning the difference that we both want to get to the same spot. My wife is a, she was put, she is such a mother spiritually, physically, emotionally. Uh, she is just like her heart and she's a protector. She's a, she is insanely awesome. Yeah. And, um, she's, she just cares for people really, really, really well. Yeah. So, we both want to see that. I want to provide a legacy. Now, sometimes the shame, and now here's the good thing. My wife, sometimes it's true, right? I, I think criticism, we want to, I, I want to be better at, I want candor. Yeah. I want to have a safe place where we can bring candor. And we're learning that in our marriage, in our workplace. Um, a really cool book around candor off topic is uh, Creativity Inc. Mm. Can't remember his name that writes it. The audiobook's pretty good too. Okay. Um, it's got a silhouette of Buzz Lightyear on the cover. It's a red book. Okay. Um, so these are the guys that created the software for Pixar. What was the uh, book Creativity called? Inc. It's all around how Candor made Pixar the greatest. Mm. Mm. Because he, he would say every one of our movies sucked at the beginning. Mm. But then during his tenor, when, when all of Pixar's movies came out, they eventually came out number one. Yeah. But he said they all sucked at the beginning. But what we did is we created a space where the paper pusher coffee getter had the same freedom without repercussion to common ideas, criticize ideas and give ideas as the director and the producer. And he said, what's Jocko call that? Uh, 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 he has a name for that. Uh, decentralized command or, uh, he has a name for it. Same okay. concept. Your E4 all the way yeah. up should have that same exact uh, ability to voice their opinions. But also with that responsibility comes the ability for somebody else to say, hey, maybe that's not the right path or maybe that is the right path. Yeah, no doubt. So for people that like the word canter is that ability to do that. Yes. And so what, he's, what he says is we developed a culture of canter, mm. which then we were able to produce good things without ego. So with that, that's hard though too. Right. Super. And so, um, I hate conflict and want to approach it head on. My wife would rather do everything she could to avoid conflict. Mm -hmm. And so, um, and I like, I can't, if there's a conflicting issue on Friday, I'm tearing myself apart 
trying not to solve it. We are the same person, dude. It will ruin my whole day. And like I, and sometimes it's just not good for my wife because she wants to deflect, deflect, deflect Mm -hmm. when maybe that's normal for some people. But well, I think it's a, it's a, that's a part of being a a protector and a caretaker too. Yep. Right. We don't want pain. Yep. Everything's fine. Eliminate pain. And I want to, I'll take the biggest cut possible if I could get it out of the way. 150 Tomorrow, because, instead of you punching me in the same spot every day for the rest of my life. Yep. Because like you said, you destroy yourself. My, I start playing a story mm. in my head about what she's thinking, what I'm thinking, or whoever, if it's in business, this happens with me a lot. When we don't have communication, getting back to canter, if we can't have that, I'm not in a good place. And my athletes, I try to like put on this facade. Maybe Uh, you're up on the, you're, you're up, you're up preaching and you try to put on this facade, but every single thing I'm thinking about is that problem that we had and it eats me up inside. And so the best, not the best way, Colby's best way of trying to get rid of, I just attack it head on, but sometimes she needs some times to just soak and think about it before we do it. And it's, and sometimes that, right? tactically, that's not the best thing, right? Exactly. Sometimes you could have a problem come on and tactically, I'm like, okay, we're going to send resources. We're going to go nail that thing. And then before you know it, there's a battalion waiting for you because you took the bait. Yep. So this is where our partners, right? I mean, the the Lord is so good. He, Abba gives us, man, so good, right? Like our partners, they, and they know us the best and, and they're so good for us. One thing you mentioned that hit me like a ton of bricks I, I realized, uh, man, I haven't thought about this forever. I had heard once, and I've, I've shared it before. I don't remember where I heard it from, but, you know, one of the best things we can do is not have conversations with people when they're not there. You mentioned, I'm not talking behind people's backs. You mentioned what we do. I scenarioize like crazy. Oh, yeah. The biggest problem, I don't know that's the biggest problem, a, a dangerous thing to do is and, and planning, we want to plan. That's a good thing. Yep. I want to have a scenario for everything. You know, I think it's funny. Jocko's mentioned this in the military. We talked about this. Uh, there's there's a plan right now for what happens if Mexico attacks. 100%. Is Mexico going to attack? Probably not. Mm-hmm. If Hawaii revolts. There is, there is war planning for all these scenarios. Uh, we call it mental toughness training, mental toughness program. Everybody should have a mental toughness program. And the girls wrestling program, we're trying to figure out ways. When I talked to Terry Brands, uh, I was like, man, how do I drill that? He goes, 100% you could drill mental toughness. And it's so cool. We start talking about, okay, so I drill like, you know, we, we as, as athletes, we think about, I drill getting my hand raised. Hundred times, I sit here. I see. I smell what it's going to feel like. Uh, we we drill scenarios. Okay, one that Terry says you get off the mat, uh, you go, you look up at the clock, and oh my gosh, there's less time, and the score is not what I thought it was. Mm. Well, we drill that in our minds in the practice room, uh, our mental toughness program and our physical training program to okay. What are we going to do when things aren't what we thought they were? There's short time and we got work to do. Mm-hmm. Well, when we get to that situation, we've been there already. So you could drill that with, you know, training women and men, you know, uh, mental toughness. You can drill. What happens when a guy goes to take my bra off? Yep. Well, what happens when this person gives me the shot? What happens when this? Well, you can train these scenarios and I'm going to do this. 
And then you've been there before and it takes away the whole chaos and anxiety and you yep. can handle it the way you want to. The problem is, is when <laughs> we're in, my wife has done something and I scenarioize or drill these conversations Yep. because now I'm inputting false information by, you know, in my head, somehow she's saying things. And then I think how I'm going to react to that. And the problem is, is now we've created emotions that are out of false pretenses yep. that never happened. And then when we do come, whether we know it or not, all those ties are already there. And now we're dealing with a person based on what they said in our head. And that is not beneficial. I've, I've had it in so many scenarios and I didn't understand it. Guilty. Yes. By the way. <laughs> I've, I've had it in so many scenarios. And I think like the major one that started with me was, and I still remember it. It was in 2018. Um, I had a, a, a falling out with um, a company that I was with mm. and some individuals. And I, the, the situation ended. I mean, the, the relationship ended. However, I made it so much oh, worse man. in my head. And the, some of the stuff was true. Some of it was completely not true. And uh, I do it all the time. And yeah. I find it. So um, uh, I run a, a business that I own 100% of. And then I also, we were partners in this gym. And it happens so often. Oh, it yeah. even happens in text messaging for me. Text messages sent. I am now um, trying to think of what was the tone that they said that in? Yep. Why did they say it like that? Where was there no period here? Okay, that means that I did something to piss them off and now I need They're to react gonna to it. They're going to take it this way and I didn't want them to take it this way. And that's why you and I, as type A-ish people, mm -hmm. that's why you and I want to attack it head on because we're putting Ooh. so much brain capital into that thought every yes. single time. And as we know, our days, our life, our brain is all one big cup. And that's why I've told people, and that's why I do it. The first thing I do, I have a five-minute drive here. Come on. I pray every uh. single day. Because if I have that, if I have something in my head, my cup's already starting to fill. And then I'm not going to do it. I, I, my human intuition is to, um, my, I'm full. I can't pray. I can't do this. And so I get to the point where I just have to attack it head on. And that's just, it, it's just been something that I know if my cup gets too full, I am a worse husband. If my cup gets too full, I'm a worse father. If my cup gets too full, I am a terrible coach. Come on. You know? And so it's, uh, it's, it's, I don't know. I've struggled with it a lot, man. Um, and it's happened. I mean, it happens probably on a daily or weekly basis for guys like us. No doubt. We have conversations. You're in the people business. I'm oh, yeah. in the people business. And uh, it, it's super hard. And we we tend to, um, before the problem happens, we tend not to want to set, set as much communication that's needed to fix the problem. But there when is. that communication is gone, then we just start playing the scenarios in our head. It's, it's, a, it's a, a never-ending cycle. You know. So you just, <laughs> I love this. Um, my brain's going crazy. Mm -hmm. I love it. And, and anybody that knows me knows I go off on a hundred different things. So I'm trying to that's, say. That's what podcasts are for. Squared too. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, if Joe Rogan can get away with it. Exactly. Um, all right. So a few things that just blew up in my head all at once. Yeah. I had to write them down. So. Uh, we were talking about, so we're talking about being a husband and a father. One of the biggest things, it sounds like we're talking about marriage and I think we are. So I've got five things I want to talk about real quick mm -hmm. and we'll expand on them. 
uh, the best thing I learned on being a husband or excuse me, being a father is the greatest lesson I'm ever going to teach my kids is how to love their mother. Well, so, uh, I had a, I had a mentor, uh, back in Mitchell, South Dakota in my early days of ministry and his name's Boyd Bloomer. He's an old man. Now he's like 90 something. He is an awesome dude. He, he taught me two things. One, the sum of the gospels is to do what love demands. And um, some, some of the gospel is to do what love demands. That's right. If you were to boil down the gospels, Jesus basically says, do what love demands. Mm. Now, that could get boiled down in today's culture. Yeah. Um, but as you look at it at the gospels, Jesus, um, Jesus always torqued religious officials off because he did what love demands at the time. He stood uh, for the gal caught in adultery, stood in the way did what love demands he uh so that she could be set free and others can that you're more than the things you do Mm -hmm. um so anyway do what love demands and then he said that the greatest sermon he would ever preach is the life that he lived Mm. and so in parenting um one again i like that yeah come on i'm always nailing on identity but until we know our identity so for me when i was when i thought my identity was wrestling when when college wrestling international wrestling went away i didn't achieve my goals when i got hurt who am i when being an infantryman uh pursuing special forces when i got hurt didn't get to go to my selection date got put out of the army who am i who am i and so I tried to fill my identity with all kinds of different things. And my wife, God bless her soul, <laughs> was a part of that journey. And, uh, and until I found out that my identity is being a child of God and that he loves me with the same radical passion as he does the son, that my only identity is beloved, that he made me, he gets to say what it is. Um, that when we make the mistake of, I can't, uh, I can't, my identity cannot be husband. Mm-hmm. My identity cannot be father. My identity cannot be wrestler or coach or businessman. It, I'm going to fall short. But when I reflect who I am in all those things as a child of God, then things start getting cool. Yeah. So in that, being uh, a lover to their mother, really showing them how to love their mother well. So with that right, um, then... So how to do that? Well, I need my best self. And I'm not always going to be my best self. But you mentioned that pause and learning that I had another mentor tell me um, I was struggling you know, with this and that because, you know, we got love languages. And most of the times ours are radically different than our spouses. I don't think I've ever seen where everybody's love language matches up with their yeah. spouse. So my wife, of course, is an acts of service and a quality time gal. Mm-hmm. And I am a words of affirmation and a touch guy. Uh, and where we get in trouble, even with our kids, is when we, um, and I used to hate that I was a words of aff guy because I was growing up, growing up, I was yes. in an environment where, um, why do I need to tell you you did a good job on something that is expected of you? Yep. And my, I mean, I can take a good, ass chewing and that'll motivate me sometime, but I need to be lifted up. Hey man, you're, you did a really good job in that. Let's do this. I mean, and I used to hate that. I'm like, why do I got to be that? I hated it. Um, but then when I found out, man, I am who he says he is. I am because he is who he says he is. And, uh, that's good. He made me this way for a reason. 
uh, to do good things. And so how about I leverage what I do well? And so with that, that balance is good. But the problem is, is when we don't get filled up, then we start withholding our love uh, for how the others. So I don't do dishes. I'm running around. My wife doesn't feel loved. She then doesn't tell me I'm doing a good job. Um, She doesn't put her arm on my shoulder, doesn't do this. And then I just want to withdraw. And we do this thing called withholding our love. Danny Silk's book is so good. It's called Kylo. It's become like a movement, but it's keeping your love on. And how do we keep our love on to others? Not that we eliminate boundaries, not that we do this, but keeping our love on. The worst thing we could do is withhold our love. That's a form Mm -hmm. of punishment. It's rooted in shame and it's projecting shame. So Mm -hmm. keeping our love on and in doing that, okay, so you mentioned becoming my best self. I think the drive, sometimes if there's (laughs) one thing that I think that we have a disadvantage of from our East Coast friends, I don't think we have many disadvantages, <laughs> but I couldn't imagine like the grind in, in New York or whatever. But the one thing that they don't realize they probably have is their drive home, their commute, which yeah. is the worst thing. I, it makes me have hives thinking about even just driving through the cities at rush hour, yep. Denver. I come from Denver. That place sucks. I 25 is a hell hole. Terrible. Um, but if you flip that on its head, okay. So I had a mentor say, man, before I go home, you know, it's so easy, right? Classic scenario. Oh, I've worked all day. I've got all these girls I'm dealing with. I'm trying to teach wrestling, but really we're just trying to reveal who they are. We always say we want to make uh, employable, dateable, and relatable women. That's the mm. sport of wrestling. And hmm. and we're trying to make human beings, right? And so um, wrestling saved my life, but Jesus used that as a tool, not my yep. identity. So... Um, we got to, if I come in, oh, so, and then my wife on the other sense, you've had a vacation all day. It must be nice to get to go do podcasts yeah. and, and have coffee with people. And it's like, well, dad, I'm doing that to build a legacy, to build this, to build so we can keep a roof over our heads and so that we can send our kids to college and so that we can set people free. We each have these ideas that you mentioned of our yep. ideal days or our perfect days perfect or whatever. Day. And we come up. The problem is, is that when we come home, I did my job. You don't know what it's like to be me. I did my job. You don't know what it's like to be me. And then I need to take a break and gather myself. And my wife's like, your children are about to die. (laughs) It must be nice. (laughs) And so, so one of the best things he ever said is, okay, so now I sit here and I say, we have the access to the most incredible entity on earth. And that's the father through the Holy spirit. And so best thing is, is on these commutes, if we were to sit and say, so my commute happens to be like three minutes, mm-hmm. but if you got an hour, whatever it is, access the Holy Spirit and say, Holy Spirit, tell me what my wife needs right now. Well, in that, that's twofold. One, help prepare me to come in to be what she needs me to be. Now that's that sacrificial part because you're like, well, you do. You, I mean, I do need to be fed. And so then the problem is when I come needing my wife to fill my love tank and I come needing that not filling her love tank, the problem is, is when I received that, then that's where we can go to wrong things. Yeah. I had drinking, pornography, um, just isolation. We turn our love off. Now Fill yourself with busy. Yeah. Now we've got to blow up. But the best thing he ever said to me 
want to thank you for this is um, Palmer. He said, man, what you need to do, the father says, if she can't fill your tank, let me do it. So Holy Spirit, remind me of who I am. Fill me up so that I can be what she needs me to be. And that's not what the world says to do. But in doing that, now I'm sacrificial. It's not just, and it's not keeping score, but now I can come in. The Holy Spirit, man, he's going to tell you, ask. The Lord says, ask. And so, okay, come in. Man, I could come in, not take any bait, and not hold her accountable if she spouts off. One of the toughest things for us in our marriage has been is that I'm an idiot and I'll do stupid things. She goes from 100 or zero to 100 real fast. She processes things out loud. For me, especially being in a words of af guy, if in a situation we get a blow up and she says she's done, I hear we're getting a divorce. You're dead to me. You messed up. Mm-hmm. And she's like, why are you so dramatic? And I'm like, this and that. Why would you say things? If I said that, you'd be homeless. Mm-hmm. And what we need to do is know, okay, well, if I can get filled up, if I can get there and not need her to, uh, to affirm or identify me, now I can love her really well, and we can bring ourselves to our best case. Now, we're still talking a lot about husbands and wives because what we need to do is if he can love us, and I can love their mom really well, now it starts out, one, if, if she's not my identity, I can, I can see him, allow him to minister to me through a relationship. Now I can minister and love my wife really well. Now the best of us go out to the kids. Mm. And I think, you know, it's on my goals every doggone time. One, keep my love on. Um, and then the next thing is, is to communicate to connect. Most of our marriage, we've communicated not to hurt the other one. Yeah. And when you do that, you're not connecting. And so um, creating this space in our home, and especially now I'm trying to do it with my kids. You know, one of the hard things... I would hate to admit this, but it's so true, especially with my oldest poor thing. I tell her, baby, you're our practice one. I'm sorry. I was an oldest kid too. Uh, it's just, why did they get everything? Cause we realized we really screwed you up and the stuff. We, yep. the stuff we went to hell and back for was not that important. Yep. And so, um, I think the big thing that we found is, man, I'm employing a, a, a strategy now where, to my wife, to my kids, I'm going to make this be a safe place. You can be you. There's consequences and there's boundaries and and you're going to deal with consequences, not punishment, but you're going to get to be you. And, uh, and so, so often we're like, well, because I said so, or this or that. And you're just, you're putting stuff on our kids and our wife that we've had put on us. So I think the biggest thing is to keep our love on and to connect uh, communicate to connect, not to not hurt. Cause then right. eventually you're going to hurt. Yeah. Like I may not say stupid stuff. Like I might not say maybe I ordered a pair of wrestling shoes, right? Stupid stuff. And I had them sent to a different address because my wife might get upset because, you know, I bought these things instead of just silly stuff. Again, mm-hmm. we're having conversations with the people we love without them there. That's been the biggest mistake I've made. Yeah. And so transparency and, and, and even, you know, sometimes it may hurt in the thing, like, you know what, that really hurt me. We'll get over it. Okay. Yeah. And we can come back. Hey, I'm sorry that that hurt you. We should talk about this. And so I've got a deal where I'm trying, and my wife would be like, we don't do that very often. You're right. It's always <laughs> on my list <laughs> to have these debriefing meetings. Yeah. 
hey, what was your day like? This is my day. Hey, I'm thinking this. Um, or, hey, when you said this, it made me feel like this. Those are conversations that most of us don't go to the deep levels of because they're hard and we don't know what's going to happen. But I think the best thing in marriage and parenting is, hey, whether you do what I think you should do, whether you hurt me or not, whether I thought you said the right thing or not, I am going nowhere. This, yep. We're going to come out together. That sets a stage for you can say what you truly feel. You can share what's really going in in your heart. And at the end of the day, I'm still going to choose you. Yep. And when our kids hear that, I think it's so important. And I'm still trying to figure out. If you're like me, you're like, oh, I'm going to do it. 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 I'm going to affirm them. I'm going to love them. And then they hit that button that they put there. And you come back going, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Why did I just do Yep. Um, I think that's where we can't let shame. Like, guess what? You're not going to be perfect. You're not going to have it figured out. Uh, and it's going to be okay. You, I think there's so much. To Sorry, that. I and blew no, up so much there. And I have notes now, too. You know, that's just how it goes. Because I like to try to listen because I had no idea where you were going with any of your five points. But now I'm reflecting on those okay. as we speak. Instead of thinking about people or thinking about what you're saying and how I'm going to say it back. I just wanted to listen and that's what I got. But you talked about never having that, uh, the option of not coming out together at the end of it. And I think that's bigger than you think. And I think most people don't realize, but like I can't even imagine a life outside of my life with my wife. Come on. And I think the, the harder and the thicker and the bigger that line is, and my kid, my, my, my kiddo's eight months, so he can't understand that yet, but he's conceptualizing it. He's seeing it. He's seeing our love together. Come on. Um, but the thicker and bigger and wider that line is, your kids see that. No matter how bad the, the, the conversation was, no matter how bad the fight was, no matter how bad it was, there's not an option. There's no option of not having us together. And in today's world, we have over a 50% divorce rate. We have, it's, it's, it's crazy. But in my world, it's just, it's not an option. You know, it's Come on. Just not. When well, we live in a throwaway culture, I don't know everything, if you remember. Everything. Yeah. I, I remember in Wheat Ridge, Colorado on the corner where our church was on Pearson 38th, uh-huh. there was a TV radio repairman. And now it's a place, I mean, I haven't been back forever, but now it's a place where they sell rugs. Right. You know, those big rugs that they have at like tent sales. Um, We throw away our TVs, throw away our phones, phones, thousand dollar phones. Nobody, we don't replace them. We just replace them. That comes in in relationships too. Right. I mean, uh, I remember old people saying, you ask these old ladies, what's the secret to marriage? You young people don't know how to fight. It's an ultimatum. It's blow up. So I think you hit it. I didn't want to interrupt. No, you, no, dude. That's that's, that's exactly for. it. I mean, we live in a in a throwaway culture, and uh, I think when we set a place like, hey, we're gonna work. This is we're working here. <laughs> mm-hmm. You need to know that I love you. That's not going to change when we leave, and you're not going home alone. Yep. I wonder if we set that precedence, we could get a little better. And that's having the hard conversation. Yeah, we're talking about marriage because you can't. I, I think parenting is a reflection of, I, I was just going to say that like we we've been talking a lot about marriage, but I think at the same time we're talking about parenting. Cause you said you want to instill a love for your wife in your kids so that they know how to love their mother. Well, Come on. and that's, that's and what's doing. expected. Yes, man, baby, you, you need to look, I got three girls. 
Mm-hmm. You need to look, and their there's their brother is showing them. He's the second child, and you know what? That kid, he's the softest, gentlest kid. And it's funny because he starts talking big, and you're like, "Man, boy, be careful! You're gonna get your butt yep. kicked." Um, and he's a tank too. He always he weighs more right now as a going into fourth grade than I did as a freshman in high school. Had a boy. I mean, he's a he's a Had a boy. Um, he's a little soft, but we're gonna get <laughs> but he's I mean he's solid. His tr- his legs are like as big as mine. So he uh, but he's instilling that too, whether they know it or not. You yeah. know, his 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 sisters get his oldest sister's getting annoyed now. She's starting to look at boys. She's twelve and mm-hmm. and. Uh, but, you know, she comes home and her heart's broken because some boy did this or said this and Jerry's ready to go pummel him. Yeah. But, you know, would that be in his best interest? Probably not. But what's being shown is we're trying to build this family of like, the nuclear hey, family, you man. do expect, you know what? It's okay in 2023 to say, expect a man to let you have an opinion. Expect a man to open your door. Expect a man, like these are things. So how I love their mother is exactly going to be what she expects from a husband. If I don't let their mom talk, if I don't let, these are all things I'm working on. If I cut her off, I'm sorry, honey. I get so excited. I've done it to you. Yep. If I don't start doing those things, they're going to think that that's, that's okay. If I'm, if I'm pushing their mom around, if I'm, you know, whatever scenario you think, I mean, why do you think abuse always re- girls that are abused or beat up on or sexually abused, they end up in those mm-hmm. relationships. Um, so it's the standards we set for them without us even knowing we can, we can talk the talk, but it's the standards that are set by walking the walk. Mm. And something that I took from you that I I'm implementing right now, because if I don't implement you and I are the same person, I got to do it. I got to attack it. I got to implement it. But so I told you my, my commute is about three to four minutes. Yes. I pray in the mornings. Come on. But what you just said, and I've never thought about it because I either check my TikTok or I go pick up the kid from daycare or I do whatever, is at the end of the day, praying for God to fill me Come up on. before I walk in the door. <laughs> because I always walk in the door Woo. half full. Yeah. Because in the it, almost identical situation that you're in, you are this, you are this uh, northern star. You're this guiding light for so many people. When they have their worst day, they're coming to you in the church. When I'm in here in the weight room, when yeah. we start lifting weights and we start throwing shit around and we start doing these, these emotions come out. <laughs> and now I'm the person that's dealing with these emotions and I'm carrying them, but I have to be that guiding light. I have to put on this facade. Mm. I wouldn't even call it a facade, but I have to be there for them. So when I walk in the door, I'm half full, maybe a quarter full. And then I'm looking for uh, affirmation and I'm looking for my quality time and my physical touch. And I'm looking for all that. Yeah, come Instead, on. I got five minutes that I could pray and I could fill myself up before I walk in the door. And I was, I was uh, training this guy online and he was uh, 40, 45 years old and he's been through it. He's a, uh, he's a Christian. He's come a on. father. He's a husband and all this stuff. And we were just talking, we never met before. And he said, he's like, how, how is it with the kid? How's things going? And just like you did when we walked in this door, because it's such a staple in our lives, how's your wife doing? Come on. Because it can get hairy after a while with the baby. And he said, and he, I quote, he said it, and he's like, even if you think you ha- you're helping her as good as you can, do more. Mm-hmm. He said, do more. He's like, your wife will suppress and think that, she, or she will show that everything's okay because that's what she wants the kid to think. And she will show that everything's okay and she's doing good and she's surviving on two hours of sleep for the last eight months and she's doing all these things, but it'll come to a point where it'll all fall apart. 
And he's like, when you think that you are doing your best, do more. And I think that comes from me having that prayer as I drive home. You know, yeah, and your source, what's your source, right? You're like, if my cup's not flowing over, how, well, where's your cup from, from not from her, but from him. Yep. And if he's filling you up, then you can out of the overflow of the heart. Yep. And then she can overflow with him as well. And she can have her cup filled. It doesn't need to be filled by me. Mm. And I I just never thought about it like that. I, I, I always have my, my prayer too. I always tell God, like, continue taking me on your adventure, Mm. continue bringing people to me that you need. Every single time can continue to bring those people. But when I'm going home, I'm on TikTok or I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm talking to the kiddo. It's like, I need to be filled. Um, because I always walk in that door looking to be filled. And oh. that's something now that I don't even know it was a problem, but it's a problem. I'm looking in that door to get affirmation from her when in all honesty, we know how hard it is to be a mom. Yeah. It's probably her day is way harder than my 14 oh, hour yeah. day here. And we're putting, so if you're like, so one, I just want to, again, my wife is so awesome and don't think, so, you know, one of the hardest things that can happen to leaders is again, to allow shame in. Like I know all the answers and I help people with this all the time. And then you're like, but I'm going through the same stuff. So this is a daily, just saying yes and not allowing your worth to be based off of your production, but to wake back up and say, you know what? I'm going to charge that amount again. I'm going to charge that amount again, because believe me, if we were to get my wife on the phone, we're dealing with all the same stuff. And I think part of the thing is, right, it's not quitting. Like getting back up and shaking hands, toeing the line and Failing going at again. it again. So fail again and fail come forward. on again and again. So when we look at exactly what you said, um, man, we, we just, we got to be willing to get filled up to pass on, to get filled up to pass on. Because here's the thing. Sometimes I could come in and if I have these conversations in my head without my wife, with my wife, without her being there or with my kids, without them being there. Um, again, we come in with these perceived notions, you know, sometimes have you hear this walk a mile in their shoes. Have you ever sat to think about, you're like, man, you never just rub my back or I want to sit next to you. Or, I want to feel like I'm something more than just a roommate or this mm-hmm. or that. And, uh, but then have you thought that she's had four kids asking her to do stuff all day. She's had kids on top of her. She's redone the couch 12 times. She's vacuumed three times. She's been to the park. She's been to the pool. Uh, she's had a couple people call about ministry. Uh, she went and cleaned the church. Oh, there was some water. Oh, somebody needed in. Oh, somebody doesn't think that her husband's doing a good job. Oh, this or that. Oh, somebody got a, uh, got a complaint from a wrestler. And then you come in and the chick's literally physically done. And then you think, maybe just let her go take a bath or find the spirit will say that, Hey, send her to the bath or Hey, send her out to go grab a cup of coffee, whatever it is by taking that moment. Because here's the thing before you two interacted, she didn't have a chance to drive in the car. Yep. And so I just didn't have that time. Yeah. So send her to the bath to decompress or whatever it is. But here's some that I just got this open vision. I was sitting here and I want to practice it myself. I, I think it's from the Lord. I just pictured myself coming in the front door. I've had my talk. He's filled me up. Just sitting here saying, man, I'm going to live for you. And walking in the door, imagine, like, do you remember those old school, or even just whatever, as a fly trap, when a cow, but just picture that there's some sort of, like, car wash or dangling squeegees or something. And as I come in that door, I'm keeping those conversations with my clients. I'm keeping 
that girl that just is so close, but she just won't do the right thing. I'm keeping that. I said something stupid. I'm all that stuff is getting left at the door in the threshold and I'm Mm. coming in ready to be my husband or her husband, their dad, something. I'm not saying this is the right way. I'm thinking about getting back on. I had to, my wife thought it was a little crazy and one, it actually added some more work for her. Uh, but I had realized that I ran into a problem. You talk about the presence thing. I'd get there and I'd have my phone. I have been less and less with this. So if you try to call me, I've got a, a reputation of not always getting back to people as fast as they think that I should. And I'm okay with that for right now because, are we running out of time? No, I just got a notification. Oh, perfect. No, we're golden. All right. Because, um, one of the greatest things uh, a pastor that I was under at Mitchell, Keith Nelson, said is that this thing is for my convenience, not yours. Mm. And that set me free. Now, one, not to ignore things and this and that, but that just because you called me or emailed me does not mean that I am endeavored to you. Yeah, you're not in debt to. To give you what you need. And so I ended up deleting all of my Facebook, Instagrams, and uh, YouTube accounts. Now, that hasn't been beneficial for building a brand or this or that. However, it's really interesting how networking the Lord has still brought. I mean, all of that, I had some really cool networking this summer. Mm -hmm. And I think I should get... Now, that put the wrestling page in my wife's hands. That put the church Facebook page in my wife's hands. I'm not finding out a lot of things. Yeah. However, this is what I found... Those, I wasn't on TikTok, but I was looking at the Facebook uh, reels a lot. Mm. And I tell you what, you just scroll through. And my wife was starting to, oh my gosh. And then I'm realizing I'm actually letting things in that I don't need. Um, Just consuming things that I really don't need. I was becoming more bitter. I'm just struggling with a lot of stuff. Um, and, and realizing, so one of the coolest things now, am I still perfect? No, I, I'll grab a book or I, Jerry knows how to check out, mm-hmm. but for this season, um, not having my phone to scroll around on and then also giving the opportunity. Okay, Lord, let me seek you or how can I seek my wife? Now, again, not doing this perfect, but your brain is rewired by social media. So there's times I just go to my phone looking for a quick fix and we're seeing it with our kids. How many times have we said, I can't, it is not my job to entertain you 24 yeah. seven. You need to find that way to do that. But as we do that, we then blankly go to our phone and I'm like, well, I checked my email for the 12th time. Yeah. And you're like, well, I checked my text for the 12th time. Mm-hmm. I don't have anything else on here to, and then you just keep on well, going. Well, what if I look at scripture? Huh. Well, what if, you know what? Maybe I'll just go ask Beck what she was doing. Or maybe I'll read a book. Or maybe this is some time to write. Or maybe I'll go cut the lawn. And so that's brought me to a different place than if I went, at least for where I'm at, if I went to Instagram, if I went to Facebook, if I went to the YouTube app, now I'm just blindly existing. Yeah. But yet bringing a lot of content in with not much filter for yeah. hours on end. Um, yeah. So for me, I struggle with it hard for me. A fast was, and now I'm praying, Lord, I've, I've thought about getting back on and I haven't pulled it yet. I'm praying, Lord, how do I get back on? My wife was like, you could do that and just be disciplined. 
I was like, well, that's not working. Yeah, yeah 100%. <laughs> so I'm asking the Lord to move me. When I do bring these things again, how can I connect and influence uh, without completely giving away myself? Yeah. And I struggle with it so bad because it, and this isn't, this is a preconceived notion, false story that I, I tell myself in my head because it can be done without it. But I always say, like, it's a part of my job, it's a part of my business, yeah. it's work. Well, you I like need this it. house, baby? Yeah. I need it. Okay? That's why I love podcasting. Yes, these cameras are rolling, but we're just having a conversation. These are just catching the glimpses yeah. of it. It's not... Um, so Can I even add to-, to that? When you say, I need it, unfortunately, I've made the mistakes of, well, they need me. That's part of my job. And the message I'm sending to my wife and kids, and she says about the heart message. speaks, is everybody else gets you. And we get what you have left over. Yeah, man. I do that a lot. I did it last night. I made the mistake. I'm not perfect. I don't have any of these apps on. Well, guess what's going on this weekend? Mm -hmm. U17 World Championships in Istanbul. And last night, my son wanted to have his comedy show. He's Mm kind of funny. This one was not very funny. And it was late. And instead of choosing my son, my wife, my wife had to remind me, here I'm watching a U-17 match. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean nothing. That already happened. And I'm watching that, pretending to be present for my son. He sees that. Mm-hmm. Knew that I chose that. Was it 10 o'clock? Yes. Was the show completely lost and not funny anymore? Yes. Mm-hmm. Was there seven kids going crazy? Yes. But in that moment, I said, something else is more important than me. However, here's the thing. It's today. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go home and tell my boy, Hey man, that was really inappropriate last night. I, uh, I, I showed him. <laughs> we do it a lot my, more often my, than my, we think. My actions didn't reflect my heart. And so if I hurt you feeling sorry, and sometimes they'll be like, I didn't even notice, but maybe they noticed. And I thank my wife for telling me that, but, um, Man, the big thing is not to allow shame to then come on and say there's something wrong with you. Um, we get a second chance. Fix it. Yeah. Fix it. Um, <sighs> yeah, it hits me a lot more because my wife is a very... I love your emotion, uh, dude. So beautiful. <laughs> it's, yeah. Um, she's a very easygoing person, and so she doesn't want to um, inconvenience me, right? So um, she won't say much about it. <laughs> I mean, I'm doing it all the time, dude. I'm doing it all the time. Like I, I come on, I, bro. I, More I, that. I try to uh, like set that boundary, right? Um, I and I, I've done it, and so when I, tr- it depending on our schedules and everything, like, okay, when they walk in the door, there's no more. C- using using the excuse that i'm creating oh. instead of consuming, right? But I'm creating wow. for other people. I'm not creating for my wife. I'm not creating for my kid. I'm creating for other people, um, and I do it. Man, my my workload on social media is through the roof. Yeah. It's through the roof, and um, so like it just it just hits. I know I know that my kid sees it. At eight months old, he sees it because wow. when, I, when I'm sitting here talking to him, he's smiling. He wants me to interact, and I always say this in my head. I'm like, he just wants me to pay attention to him. And as soon as I do this, and I'm sitting with him, like, oh, that's a cool toy, buddy. That's a cool toy. He starts whining. 
and it's so it's so um, primal because he can't he can't uh, explain that to me at this age, but in his biology, he just wants my attention, and I uh, I, I do it a lot. Oh, man. you're wrecking me! I did it last night too. We got wrestling mats in our basement, and um, how about this? God, Jerry, man. Um, Dad, look. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, Dad, look. Yeah. Dad, watch, watch me. I am. Mm-hmm. I'm watching. <laughs> they're, yeah. they're not stupid. No, you're not. Watch me. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know what they're doing. But, uh, um, man, I'm trying. So, so may this be, man, I'm telling you, I've got 100 places where I can show you I messed up. And sometimes, you know, sometimes our loved ones would be like, yeah, you know, words are just this. But I think we, as long, you got to just keep going. Where shame comes is you're unable. Mm-hmm. You're inherently wrong, gross, and that's a lie. Um, get up and try again. And I think with being candor, uh, it doesn't. And, and, and here's the thing. When you open your heart, the other person may not share what you need to hear. Exactly. Um and and that's okay too, uh, man. The biggest thing I'm trying to learn slowly is I can't control my kids or my wife. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of my prayers actually has been, Father. Um, I celebrate Beck for being Beck. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't want her to be who I think I should, she should be, or say what I think she should be. I want her to be freely her. And celebrate who she is and celebrate why she is um my kids too and just keep reiterating that and i've got this thing it can feel like a fraud for us high achievers mm-hmm. Woo. Um, while you're looking while you're finding that i think every single conversation we've come down filling ourselves before we walk in the door being uh, setting an example for how our kids should love their mother x y and z come on it all boils down it's this big ass funnel and it all boils down to having our identity not rooted in anything superficial having our identity rooted in god rooted in christ rooted in the holy spirit because all these problems can be fixed by that there's not another answer that fixes all these questions and stuff that we have emotions about and they're going through there's not another answer but we tend to attach to wrestling i attach to my business i attach to lifting weights the only real answer that answers every single question completely 100 percent satisfaction is having your identity elsewhere and having it in christ come on and checks and balances you know to see where you're at like it's okay I've had to have those. My wife's like, you just want everybody to know your name. And you're like, well, you know, I've looked. I do want, mm-hmm. is there truth in that? Yeah. Yeah. Now, my legacy, she wants us all to be one happy family forever. We both want to be the same place. Kids to have a better life than we did. Yep. Be good parents. I'm that way, too. I want to set them up with a legacy and, and living for something else. She wants the same thing, but we have different ideas. And it's okay to be big. One thing I'm learning, yeah. it's okay to be who God made me. And it's okay for her not to be big. But also, those are helpful. Have these reviews where, okay, am I getting a little out of line? Am I pushing for this? I've got this thing. It's so hard to say. I think of Lightning McQueen in Cars. Dude, cars is I am awesome. speed. <laughs> well, we've got these mantras, but for me, it's hard to say these sometimes because the enemy's saying, you, you aren't those you things. You aren't that. 
But one of the things I say at the church and I say it at, in, in the wrestling room is, you know what? We have these false identities of saying, you know, I can't, I can't say, I can't do what champions do. I can't say this because I haven't proved it yet. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? Champions were doing what champions do before they were champions. Yeah. Because if not, you do what losers do and losers aren't champions. Now, I'm trying to do this more and more. And when I allow shame to get on me, I don't do it. And it shows. Um, I try to say this over myself a lot. I am living for Jesus. I am loving and honoring my wife and pursuing her daily. I'm loving and nurturing my children well and intentionally daily. I remember where I came from and know where I'm going. I'm creating a legacy that will last for many generations. I am leading a network of apostolic leaders. I am fit, lean, and strong. I am writing and networking daily. I am serving every person and doing every task as though I am serving Jesus because I am. Mm-hmm. I'm lying through my teeth in about every one of those. Did I fully uh, honor my wife? Have I pursued her today? I don't know, maybe, probably not, not really. I just left her with the whole mound of pancakes. Mm-hmm. Am I loving and nurturing my children well and intentionally daily? I don't know. I just left my son's comedy show downstairs to watch yep. U17. Um, am I remembering where I came from? You know, it's easy to get upset at my parents or think they're not doing the right thing or stuck in the weeds. Um But yet by saying these things, when we do the things, we've got to get that, man, we got to do what champions do before we have the medal around our neck. And behind the scenes when nobody else sees it. That's right. When nobody else sees it. um, This is... And even when we don't embody them. Yeah. This is very on topic with a lot of these things too, but... Uh, two examples you want to you want to you want to further your family financially okay and a lot in in today's world because everything's so expensive and world is different than when boomers were coming through and all this stuff um people look at overnight successes and say man that must be nice and you talk about doing things that champions do before you're a champion you people just got 10 real estate properties were you doing the same exact habits that they were five and 10 years ago that got them to what you look at as an overnight success now? Come on. Do you, it, losing weight, gaining muscle mass, getting to your fitness goals, getting to your performance goals, people are like, holy crap, that side-by-side is outrageous. Mm. That is super cool. You did so well. I need to take a pill to get there. I need to, <sighs> I need to do this. And it's like, no, 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 no. You need to rewind five 10 years ago and say, these were the five habits that I was to get me here. But you don't see that. And people, it's so misconstrued in today's world because that's uh, right. Well, especially in a world where right now we just had this talk, a bunch of my friends and my family's talking about it. This new diabetes medicine, they're handing it out like crazy because it helps you lose weight. And it's like, man, and they're showing their, I I forgot, I forgot the name of it. Um, you know what I'm talking about? Yes. It's go, it's going big and it's working. I've seen a bunch of people lose a hundred some pounds. Yes. But I, I don't know. Where's the longevity where, what, what's going to happen. And they're saying it's kind of like, um, the miracle drug metformin. And it's like, Oh, the, the side effects, we can't find any. It's like, have we studied it long enough? Have we, have we done the things I, I, you know, I, I'm on a very traditional standpoint where like I have a tattoo on my chest. Discipline equals freedom. Yeah. I love that. Come on. If we want to lose the weight, let's lose the weight. How biology tells us to lose the weight. 
caloric deficit. Can we do that? Is there is there people that need this drug and or falsely pretense that they need this drug? Sure. But I I just I I try to get down to the bare roots of things with a lot of stuff and I I'm the same way. We don't know what this is going to do in 5 to 10 years. Right now it looks super promising and I've looked at the research and I've seen it and I've heard other people talk about it. It seems like the one shot drug. It seems like the thing that has no side effects, but we don't know that. We don't know. <laughs> so I it's uh I want to believe, but also are you really helping people um I don't know. I like the process. I do too. And uh I do too. I just started a process of trying to be and I and I'm dead serious about it. I'm super serious about it. Oh yeah, Coda just woke up from that. Uh trying to be and this is mentally as well, spiritually as well, but it, it shows on the superficial level of uh, physically and fitness-wise. Trying to be the fittest dad on earth. Come on. And uh, I, I love that process, man. I, that's what's addic- That's that's what's got me addicted. And you look and good, what, too. That's what saved my life. Come on. The gym. Yeah. The, that Come stuff, on. man. Um, yo, uh, anything else that you can... Uh, like really that that's on your heart that you can think of. Um, if not, uh, I want to, again, we're, we're doing this to further our conversation and further our relationship as friends and people and network and get your name out there and my name out there and just love people. Um, so if not, uh, where can people find you? Obviously so not on social media right yeah, now. <laughs> no, I, maybe someday. Um, I think I'm going to have to eventually, uh, um, Heck, I am free. I get enough junk anyway. StravioJ at gmail.com. Yep. Emails. Otherwise, uh, at Prairie Winds Church, um, 2510 21st Street West. Uh, I'm sure maybe there's something on the high school website. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. I'm. How, uh, before we, before, a uh, very superficial question, but because I didn't get to talk to you, we had our conversation. Oh, yeah. Our podcast before you took that job. You were like just doing oh, it. Oh, yeah. That's right. How was your first year of wrestling, brother? Ah, it was good. It was, uh, we've learned so much. It's different. Uh, but it's so, man, it's funny. Like coaching girls is something that was not something I'd do. And it's very different. I thought I'd do. And it's very different, but it's so rewarding. Um, and especially it's so weird at Fargo this year. I think I can honestly say I enjoyed the girls more than the boys. He's talking the state it's championship. Something different. Uh, actually I'm talking about Fargo nationals. Oh, gotcha. so yeah, gotcha. I was, uh, uh, somehow I ended up on the coaching staff of the national team too. So we went to the Tulsa Duels and sweet and Fargo and so that you were really committed. There's a couple of us really committed to trying to make North Dakota more than just On the, the home of the national championships. With mm-hmm. this year, it was cool. We had a, a Greco male finalist. Uh, uh, L.J. Rujo yep. made the finals. Bismarck, right? Uh, yep, yep. Bismarck High, and then uh, Alyssa Johnson um, from Fargo. Uh, it was fun. I, I trained one-on-one with her, was in her corner. We really had another good year. She was fifth place, so she's going to Jamestown. How did LJ finish? Uh, LJ was second. Second. How did that and match Greco. go? It was rough. One way we wanted. But, uh, you know, it was, he had a good, and we have, there's a lot of, North Dakota's young. And yeah. so we're really excited, boys and girls. So the the high school way, it was good, man. Not bad for a first year. We had 20 sign up, 18 show up the first day. We had 12 finish. Uh, 11 go to regionals. Uh, we had seven in the bloods. Wow. We sent three, four to state, 
and brought three plaques home. So very cool. Uh, we're pretty apprehensive, uh, not apprehensive, pretty optimistic about uh, this year. I think we're going to double this year. Um, lots of excitement. We're uh, some I actually was going to ask you. I'm kind of I'm in the middle of writing a nutrition plan for the girls. I'd love for you to take a look, make sure it's not too crazy. 100%. Um, we're really bringing the whole trust the process, fight for Dickinson, and uh, dare to be great. Mm-hmm. The idea of uh, what we what we do now, that that stars are not um, made under the lights, they're revealed. What yeah. we do in the darkness is what's going to show up under the big stage. So Very cool, man. Uh, pretty exciting. Good. So it went all right. Hear it. Not as but good as I wanted, but pretty good for is. the first year. Never is. Um, <laughs> I, I, I got I to gotta run into you a couple times during the wrestling season. And oh, yeah. I love that best. you're there. Big props. This guy loves his athletes, man. He traveled <laughs> to Fargo because he had kids in the state tournament. He shows up to duels and football games. Yep. He's, doing, I, he's doing the real and that's deal. And that's the funny thing. Like Some coaches or some people, like it's PR. It's this. It's yeah, it, that's right. I love it. <laughs> I like that par- portion of my job better than I like that's doing right. the gym. And yeah, the it, kids love it too, man. I tell you, that yeah. it's pretty cool. And they're like, yeah, my training coach is here. Yeah, oh, it's cool, cool, man. I, and I love those kids a lot, dude. Like, I got so many of them. I mean, I mean yeah. but just good, good kids, man. Good, right. good young men and women. So, yeah. Brother, this was even better. Than oh, bless you, bro. We gonna, I didn't think we were going to top, but we topped it. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, it's so blessed oh, to be. Oh, man. And we, I mean, we, we're over an hour and a half in, Good too, night. So that's good stuff. Holy that's good smokes. stuff. You better get back to the yeah, kids. Yeah, 1230, I got to be back. Awesome, dude. Well, everybody, that is 109. Um, on. Check out Jerry, his church, and everything that he's doing as a man, as a father, as a husband, as a, everything in between, a coach. Um, we appreciate you guys, and uh, we will see you guys next week hey real quick i gotta give a plug colby warman makes an above average <laughs> i'll take the above average I'll take the above average oh man i mean i just took a picture before we started the podcast this was here that was there like caffeine runs the world baby boom Moderate, darn right moderations for cowards <laughs>